Hey, it's Jocelyn. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I actually have a fellow podcaster that I am interviewing. Her name is Jessica, and she does the Thriving in Motherhood podcast. And I have been so uplifted and enlightened by her podcast. And specifically, I've really enjoyed her vision. She has a section in her podcast about creating your vision, and it's super powerful. So, Jessica, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, Jocelyn, I am so excited to be chatting with you today as we've discovered we have a lot in common. Um, so I podcast at Thriving Mothered Podcast. I've got four kids, same ages as yours, eight, six, four, and one, and I homeschool them. So that makes up the bulk of my of my days, but we love doing projects together and we're outside a ton and always just learning and trying new things. And yes, I, just, I love um, that. Oh, go ahead. I just was saying, I love that. Yeah. We're in very similar walks of life. <laughs> yeah. And like you, I just have this passion for, um, helping moms. Like motherhood has not come naturally to me. I thought it would, um, but it was way hard. I didn't even know if it would, be, I didn't think anything about it being hard, but then I was just like floundering, barely making it for, for a long time. And so, um, it's just been a huge journey to figure out what motherhood looks like for me and how to navigate it. And not only like when things are going well, but when things are not going well, because that's part of life and being a mom and pregnancy, you know, just like is hard. And so just figuring out how I can have, um, what I call a thriving mindset, even when things are not going well, um, and then know what I can do to make things better when I, when it, when it's time, when it's time to get out of survival mode, how do I make it better? So that is what I do and teach about primarily. Yes. I love that. Thank you for sharing today. We're going to talk a little bit more about pregnancy. Um, cause I, I also have this passion to focus on pregnancy and Jessica's had some very hard pregnancies and she actually has a five step path from surviving to thriving as it relates to pregnancy and postpartum. So would you give us those five steps and kind of fill us in a little bit on what that looks like? Absolutely. Can I start with the kind of story behind it? So, oh yes, um, yes. Okay, please do. So, um, for my pregnancies, um, and I know you can all relate here because sometimes our pregnancies are hard. But um, I, when I'm pregnant, I'm not only throwing up like all day long, um, but my pelvis separates, so I can't walk. And so, for me, surviving pregnancies is a whole family affair because I am not able to really take care of anyone. In fact, people, everyone has to take care of me like 24 seven because um, I cannot do things for myself or for my family. And so, that is kind of what survival mode looks like for us when I'm pregnant. And then I've also had other surgeries and I've had, um, and we've moved across the country. My husband's in, been in grad school. So, I would say in the 10 years that I've been married, a good portion of that time we have been in total survival mode. And at first it was like, just excruciating. Like my third pregnancy, I was barely making it mentally. Like I could barely handle life at that phase. We barely, you know, eked through. And, um, and so you know, as I kept going like through the, and then I would like claw my way out, right? Like we'd have the baby, things would start getting better. I'd like fight my way tooth and nail to the top, but I was terrified of ever being in survival mode again. Cause it was so miserable, not just for me, but for my entire family, it was a huge struggle. And so, um, after sliding up and down this ladder for a while, and I started figuring out some things in place, I kind of sat one, sat down one day and I was talking with a friend and just trying to figure out like, what, what is the process? Like I've been through this process so many times. What is the process 
of getting from like surviving to thriving. So that's kind of where this path came from. So the very first step is survival mode. And that is when life is bigger than you, when things are harder than you and, and the regular daily life starts to fall apart. So when you are pregnant, um, some people's pregnancies does not force them into that place. Mine does. And there's a spectrum. Um, and after you have a baby, you're definitely in survival mode. You are not going to be able to do the same things that you did um, before you had a baby, whether it's your first baby or your fifth baby or your 10th baby, like you are going, things are going to change a little bit, at least temporarily. Um, so that is that first phase of surviving. And the other thing that's really important to note here is that none of these are just circumstances. This does not describe your experience, like mentally, emotionally, how you're handling it, but these are just circumstances. And, and the reason why it matters so much to understand these circumstances is because um, one of the biggest defining factors of whether you have a optimistic outlook or a pessimistic outlook is how we view time. And Jocelyn, I don't know what your experience was when you first had a baby, but, um, I felt like I was just always calling my mom, mom I'm never going to sleep again, mom. I am never like going to be able to do things by myself. Does, does that really like, do you relate to that? Yes, like, for sure. Time was slowed down and I was like, this is never going to end. <laughs> exactly. So that's a very despairing thought. And that puts us like we, it's hard to be hopeful and optimistic when we're thinking and like, never again, am I ever going to be able to do that? Um, and it's scary. Yes. And so when we have this path, um, you know, we're all very familiar with this concept of survival, but when we have this path though, it one helps us know that things are temporary and they will change. And two, it helps us know where to spend our time and energy and what to focus on so that we can do each phase well. Mm, I love that. So I guess I'll just give you a, keep going through the path and then I can maybe share if you'd like some of the things to focus on in each one. But so the next phase is re-entry. Now re-entry masks itself as survival mode because it feels hard. In fact, it feels maybe even harder than survival mode, because this is the point when you are trying to claw yourself out of this pit that you've been in and start doing the things that you haven't been doing. For me, that looked like, oh yeah, I should brush my teeth again. That's something I couldn't do when I was pregnant. I was too sick. Oh, maybe I should start getting dressed. Oh, we have laundry to do. Oh, I need to start cooking for everybody. Oh, uh, you know, just like these bathrooms haven't been cleaned and I don't know how long. And it feels like you are surviving because you are clawing yourself out. Um, the name re-entry actually came from after I had my second baby, I, I came down with a, um, super bag in the hospital. I got, I, something was going around and I caught it and it made me incredibly ill and I had to go back. Anyway, it was like a four month recovery process and very, um, desperate season. And when my, when the help went home, when nobody was with me anymore, and I was left with this baby and a two-year-old and my still very sick body, it felt like that rocket ship coming from outer space in through the atmosphere. And like, they have to enter just right. Otherwise they're going to blow up and burn up mm. in the atmosphere. So that is what re-entry feels like when you have been in survival mode. Um, it feels like you're not sure if you're going to burn up or not. Yes. Um, and I can totally relate to that because I, when I'm pregnant, I lose all the good goals I had. Like you say, even the simple ones of maybe brushing your teeth or, or doing some reading or journal entries, like all those good habits do go away and it is hard to get them back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so then you hit the third phase when you can, when you know, but, but it's so helpful to know that that's what happening because when you're like, okay, I'm in re-entry, it's temporary. It feels like it's going to be long, but this is actually a shorter phase. It's shorter than survival mode and you can make it, it does take energy, but you can do it. 
So then yes. you hit your third phase and this is normalizing. This is where we're building back. Like you said, these habits, these routines, these systems, um, and making it so that certain things are the default, right? Like every day we run the dishwasher, eh, you know, we're doing laundry, regular intervals, um, maybe cleaning the bathroom at regular ish intervals. I don't care how long the interval is. It's longer in our home than others probably. Um, but you kind of just establish these rhythms and routines for yourself, for your family. So things are pretty good. Um, the problem here is that we can get stuck in normalizing as moms. <laughs> and this is where we start getting lost um, because we're so, we focus on the house, we focus on the kids, we focus on making sure that the things are running smoothly. Um, but if we just stop here, um, we feel pretty miserable. And so like, if it's your first baby and you're transitioning to motherhood, like for me, um, I was like holding the baby most of the day. I didn't know what to do. And I was like wandering, you know, and I had two little kids and I'm like wandering around. What should we do now guys? Like, I guess we'll sit on the floor, right? Like that is kind of what happens when you get stuck in normalizing, which yes. is why we need to move into the fourth phase, which is exploring. And this is where you start to discover, you know, again, if this is your first transition to motherhood, this is where you start to discover who you are. What do you like? What things are important to you? What do you value? What are your priorities? What's fun for you? Um, learn whatever the heck you're curious about. What am I curious about? Um, and, and, you know, even if you have multiple children, right, there's this, this phase of just discovery and learning um, and it doesn't have to end. So um, for me, that looked like we started cargo biking. I learned how to make, I figured out how to make shoes out of leather. I sewed clothes for myself and my kids. Um, I woodworked a bunch. Um, uh, we, we just like learned how to garden and grow different things. So this is, I mean, that's unique to me. Jocelyn, do you have things that you have done in the exploring phase? You've podcasted. Yes. Yes. Podcasting was one of them for sure. And you mentioned sewing. I am a novice sewer, but that is also fun for me to, to pick up and try. And you're, you're right though. If we just stop at normalizing and don't go to exploring our life can be like the humdrums and kind of dull. And we're like, what's, what's the point, <laughs> but I love how you're talking about the exploring. Who are you? What do you like? Yeah. And, and I think too, what's so important, especially if you just have little kids, but even if not, um, when we focus on our own interests, the things that help us, it only blesses our family. So because I did those things, I now have highly creative kids that are constantly making and doing and creating things 24 seven, because that was unique to me and my family. And I'm not saying like, you have to do what I did. Like it's every one of us has our own interests, curiosities, things we want to try. Um, but I'm so grateful I spent that time when my kids were little, just investing in things that I wanted to do and I was interested in because it's only magnified our family for the better. Have yes, I love that, that. Have you seen ways that that's played out in your family as well? Yes, I was going to tell you, I when I was thinking about starting this podcast, I was really scared that if I did a podcast and tried to almost, and tried to make a business out of it, which is what I'm doing through some coaching and courses, but I was scared that if I did that, my motherhood was going to suffer, that I wasn't going to be a good mom. And I spent some deep internal introspection, praying and asking God, like, I, I don't want this to ruin my motherhood because I've always wanted to be a mom and I want to do this job right. It's my most important job that I desire to do to, to be thy daughter. And he basically said through like, a, I do these prayer journals where I write out what I'm feeling. And he basically 
or the inspiration was given to me that your family needs this. They need your example of kind of like what you said of exploring and trying to do new things instead of just staying where you're at. So that's why I I kept moving forward on my podcast is because of the example. I love how you talked about how your kids are seeing your example of exploring and now they want to explore and it makes your family culture so much better because everybody's more happy when you're not just floating by, but when you're trying to enjoy life and to enjoy, find things that you enjoy, you're happier. And that reflects in your family as well. So yes, thank you. I love that exploring phase. Yeah. And I love your example of, um, just that inspiration you received, right? Like it's okay for us to keep going and to be people in our own homes. Yes. Um, So in the fifth phase we hit is thriving. And this is, again, this is just describing our circumstances. And, uh, and so this is where we start to kind of incorporate the, the big picture. We have those normalizing rhythms and routines. We have family rhythms. People kind of know what to expect in our home. And we are bringing in those things that we've explored. Now, I actually don't do leather work very often. Occasionally it comes up, but not very often. I am podcasting every week. Um, sometimes I sew with my kids, you know, like, so there's things in that exploring where maybe I like went really deep in a while for a while in that thing. And I really don't do it anymore, but it's all kind of meshed together into our family, um, you know, rhythms, routines, culture. And that is kind of this phase of thriving that we hit. And so, um, as you think about, you know, being in pregnancy, you know, where it's like, okay, life is on pause right now. It feels like it's on pause. It's not actually on pause, but, um, it kind of just helps. I think for me to mentally be like, I'm surviving right now. And then I can do this and then I can do this and then I can do this and it's going to be okay. Yes. And I think one of the big things with pregnancy to realize too, is one point that you brought up earlier is that it is temporary. Like it, 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 does come and go. Sometimes when we're in that really sick phase and we're throwing up all the time and we can't do anything we used to, it's really discouraging. But like you mentioned, we, if we just remember that this too shall pass, this is temporary, that actually can be pretty powerful in helping us move forward in those really hard times. Yeah. Well, and then my favorite thing too. So, um, there's specific practices that I like to do in every single one of these phases, because that is something that's in my circle of influence. Like I can't control the fact that I'm really sick and pregnant. If I could, I would not be sick and pregnant. Right. I would just have a nice (laughs) easy pregnancy like everybody else. Right. So that's outside of my control. I've tried all the things they don't work. So I'm left to doing other things, um, and really focusing on how to survive well. So, um, what I really like to do is ask every day and I, and I'm sure you, you teach things too, but these are things that work for me and I'd love to hear what you guys do too, but see how God's involved. You know, every day I ask, how was God involved in my life today? What were my big wins today? And what am I grateful for? Um, because oftentimes I, and I've heard, you know, even you just mentioned it, all I'm doing here is laying here and growing a baby and throwing up and trying to eat, right? Like that's that's all I'm doing. But when I started writing down what my big wins each day, I realized, well, that's not all that I was doing. You know, I was being kind to my, I was cutting out snowflakes in my bed with my toddler, my three-year-old or however old she was when I was doing this. Or, um, you know, I read stories to my kids or I was kind and had a good conversation with my husband and was a support to him, you know, to how we were talking um, instead of just complaining or, you know, so there were things that I was doing well, even while I was really sick, even while I was pregnant. Um, 
that checking, you know, asking those questions for myself helps keep my mind in the right, on the right path. Yes. I love that. One of the things that I did to get through that time as well is I've always kept a gratitude journal. Now, when I was pregnant, I didn't always write it down, but in the evening, I'd always think about it very similar to what you did. And it's really good to focus on what you did do in the day versus what you didn't do, because there's so many evidence, especially when we're pregnant of things that we didn't get done. But like you, like you said, I did sit on my bed and make a snowflake with my toddler, or I did put that frozen dinner in the oven and we had dinner or, do you know what I mean? Finding what you do do is so powerful along with the gratitude. So that is one thing that has helped tremendously in refocusing my mindset to find more positivity during pregnancy. I love that. Yeah. Super helpful. The other thing that I just remind myself, um, so with this path, I like to imagine these little plants, right? You've got a little seed in the ground and the plant pops up and it starts to grow. And I like to just remind myself that plants have to get stronger in rainstorms. And so even though it feels like I'm being pelted by the world's hardest thunderstorm that there ever was, that is part of growing. So you might be in survival mode because you're being pelted, or it might be surviving in the sense that it's a rest phase, right? It's a little seed in the ground with all the potential there that it needs to grow. And it doesn't look like it's doing very much, but it is getting ready to explode in growth. And, um, and I think that we just need to remind ourselves that we are in this is a season and there is so much learning and growth that happens in that postpartum period, um, learning how to incorporate this new child into your family, learning all of these new ways, you know, like if it's your first baby, there's a whole lot of really exciting things you get to learn when you first become a mom. And even if it's, you know, you have already have children, there's still so much learning about how to care and love for this child. And so I just try now when I'm in these survival seasons, I soak it up. I think of it as I'm on vacation. Um, I let myself rest from those other caretaking worlds because that is my lot in life and, um, let, let it just be a restful season, um, and try to enjoy that phase as much as I can, even though it's hard. Um, it is something that made between pregnancy three and pregnancy four, for me, they were night and day differences by, you know, having these different practices and ways of thinking about my situation. Yeah. Similar for me. I, it was pregnancies three and four that I shifted my mindsets or, or tried to find mindsets that would help me. And I love your analogy of the plant because that's actually part of what I did. One of my pregnancy positive pregnancy programs on is the seasons. We have a winter and during winter, things are more dormant and you get to rest and, um, same with, and then when it comes spring, you get to be active again. So maybe pregnancy is like exactly what you said when you're on that, that quote vacation or resting is like a, a winter. And I, I find that those um, season analogies also very per, er, applicable <laughs> to pregnancy. So thank you for, for telling me or reminding us about that. Um, yes, um, we will go on to my next question real quick. So how, how does this look for you when you like, do you go to thriving fairly fast postpartum or is there like a time frame, or is it like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Okay. So when it comes to circumstances, we're not talking mindset, we're talking straight up and down this five-step path. I think it took me about two and a half, maybe three years. The first time, like I had my first baby. I had no clue what was going on. I had enough inkling that we decided the second one would be a great idea. 
but not really. And then I got that super sick. So we were like crushed beyond anything we'd ever been crushed to. So I don't know. I probably, yeah, I, I think there was like this brief window in between pregnancy three and four when I had a like under two-year-old and, or yeah, yeah, like a three and a one-year-old when I hit thriving for the very first time. Mm. So that first time, like that first time you go through that path, it can take years because if you think about it, there's so like, you have to learn everything. (laughs) There's, there's nothing. You're starting from scratch. So Uh, true. Yeah. Which is fine. And so I think like, especially that first time knowing that it's like, okay, I don't have to be scared. This is normal. This takes time. And I'm learning like a whole lifetime's worth of new skills. Yes. Um, now what's really fun. So I've actually been very strategic in the seasons when I'm doing well, I work my tail end off to build more and more systems into our family. And so, um, and into our routines and to simplify our home. So there's less for everyone to manage. And so we can now move up and down that path more strategically. Um, the other thing that we do that really helps move us up and down that path a lot faster or up the path a lot faster is my husband and I now have regular conversations. Like when we're in these survival modes, something I did with a fourth pregnancy with him that made all the difference is, um, every night we'd say, you know, how are you doing? And what do you need right now? And we assessed how we were doing with the balls we were dropping. Like, okay, we thought we could make, make this do with just paper plates and that's still cooking. Nope. That's not working. Like we need to lower the expectations even further. We're going to start buying freezer meals. Like, and we just kind of say like, what, what do we have to keep doing here? And what can we let go of? And we start choosing what to let go of because the reality is balls are going to drop all over the place. Things are not going to look pretty no matter what, but if we can start deciding like, okay, we're going to let go of this. And now we're going to let go of this. And now we're going to let go of this. And we're strategic about it. Then when it comes time to pick things up, we start picking them up with, okay, what's going to make the biggest impact now. And now it's going to make the biggest impact. And so that has helped so much because before in survival mode, I felt like I was doing all the work and he felt like he was doing all the work and we just were yoked together. And it was so frustrating and we were both burned out and discouraged. And now we are united in deciding what matters most for our family and both putting our energy there. So that also helps. I love that so much. That communication is so important when you're in your marriage and especially during pregnancy, because you can't fulfill the things that you once did. But like you said, if you're not on the same page, it's going to create division and resentment and almost like force you guys apart when I felt that in my marriage and during pregnancy, but learning how to communicate those needs. Oh, like you say, it yokes you to bet together, even though you're through going through a super hard time, it you'll come out stronger. So thank you for sharing that. Um, before we close up, I have one more question I wanted to ask you. Um, And it's, do you have any other advice or encouragement that you want to share with fellow pregnant women out there who are struggling with either the end of pregnancy or specifically postpartum as we've talked about today? Yeah, I think having done that too, like a lot (laughs) as of you, um, I think the most important thing that I have learned is just to focus on what I can do and let go of the rest. So when I'm pregnant, that looks like I can smile at my family. I can eat, choose to eat, even if it doesn't stay down. And, um, 
I can try and be a, you know, kind listening ear and support my husband just emotionally, mentally, even if I can't physically do very much so that we stay united. Um, but that the difference between looking at what you can actually influence and then letting go, praying about it, letting go of all those things in your circle of concern, the kids fighting, if you can't stop it, let it go. You cannot do anything about it. Um, you know, the mess all over the kitchen that has not been cleaned up for days, let it go. Or you can call a friend to help clean it up if it needs to happen, but start getting really good at saying I can do something about this or I can't. And if you can't just let it go and focus on the smiling and looking at your big wins and, um, just loving your family. And I would say too, enjoy, if you are in a, you know, if you're pregnant and you can't take care of people like you used to, then just focus on the relationship because most of the time the kids actually don't care if you're not doing all these things for them, if you are still emotionally there for them. And so I just try and enjoy that shift in our relationship, at least temporarily until we can get back to that thriving season. Yes. I love that. You don't want your relationships to suffer while you're in survival mode. Like you say, if you have to let go of the clean house and the fighting, sometimes that has to let go, be let go of, but focusing on still that connection with your children and your husband is going to pay dividends when you're getting out of survival mode. So thank you for sharing. Um, It was good to meet with you and we will talk again soon. Thank you. All right.